Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Showbiz with Mel Tresina, Sport with Titus O'Reilly. Our special guest, radio host, podcaster and independent candidate Alex Dyson at the desk. Exactly. But to the big story, of course, the federal election, a battle between two big names. Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese. Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese. Scott Morrison and opposition leader <laughs> Anthony Albanese. <laughs> with Pilot Week, so... Um... I think there's a hole in Ten's budget. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will get that plug. We will get it plug. Well, Anthony Albanese is Australia's new Prime Minister, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> with voters swayed by his incredible way with words. It was a big moment last night. It was a really big moment. And, uh, yeah, no, it's something that's a big moment in my life. <laughs> Huge. In his speech on Saturday night, Mel, Anthony Albanese paid tribute to his mother. To my mum, Marianne, who's, who's beaming down on us. Thank you. And ScoMo was thankful for his mum too. We've just seen Scott Morrison's mum, Marion, arrive, esky in hand. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got a drink, she'd rather he do it in the house. <laughs> the esky is just to keep John Howard alive for three more years. <laughs> election with so much to unpack. Although I think we have some breaking news. The campaign had a very um, trading. Annabelle, and... sorry, can you hold that thought? We need yep. to go to Anthony Green who has some breaking news. Yep. <laughs> well, well, Gulp, I think there's been some confusion here. <laughs> But once again, the ABC's election coverage was in the safe hands of tech guru Anthony Green. All right, Anthony, what have you got for us? Uh, no, let me go. Uh, I'm just trying to find where I am. <laughs> go away there. Hey, bud. Go away. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Much harder work than I expected. <laughs> and if I can just open my phone, because I just got a message. And if I can use my computer, because I'm the computer, could you take us to the seat of Higgins? I can try. Yeah, you can. <laughs> well done, Channel 9 called the election quite early. Welcome back. You are watching Australia Decides, and we here at Nine have we have called it that we believe that Nine will uh, Nine will form government. Sorry, Nine. Form <laughs> <laughs> government. Oh my God. With the with the preferences of Nine Go and Nine Gem. So that's. <laughs> Nine's election coverage, Mel, featured the expert analysis of former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop. And no one knows the candidates quite like Julie. Yeah, I hope you get to go for a swim down at Manly tomorrow morning and uh, get ready for that uh, trip to Canberra. Except she's in Brighton. I'm sorry, I thought it was Zali. I, thought, I thought, sorry, darling, I, I was thinking Swim it was Zali. Yeah, go swimming in Brighton. <laughs> and that's from the channel forming government. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, of course, all eyes on election night, Mel, we're on one thing. Strap yourselves in. Yes, we will, Tom Cottle, thanks. We've got a picture of a door that we can see on the screen. <laughs> Some random door, it's a... That's a door, or as Julie Bishop calls it, a window. <laughs> covered the election from all angles, some more helpful than others. It's a high shot of the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese. He's heading towards uh, 
I'm just loving these live pictures. Yeah. <laughs> great pictures, great pictures. Wait till you see the door. was a car, or as Jimmy Bishop calls it, a boat. <laughs> I think Sky News have managed to find a labour front bencher. We're going to take you live now to Adelaide where Penny Wong is speaking. Let's take a look. The future. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she was speaking. She was speaking. Oh, I'm living in a shot of her car. <laughs> Still the most Penny Wong's ever said on Sky News. So that is a good thing. That is a good thing. Well, but today, Chanel got the exclusive first interview with our new PM. Anthony Albanese also beginning his day in Melbourne. He was on the show moments ago. Well, the Today Show spoke to the new Deputy PM, Richard Miles. He's been in the job a couple of days and I think it's already aged him. On this special edition of Today, our live interview with incoming Deputy Prime Minister and soon-to-be Acting Prime Minister, Richard Miles. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. That's, of course, Prince Charles, his fourth in conga line to the throne. <laughs> he will get there. He will get there soon. He will get there soon. Look, so many people to speak to this election, Mel. Politicians, power brokers. Who did 10 News speak to? Does a dog's vote count? <laughs> Bluey had a tough election. She's, she's, she's now called Tearly. You're after a blind today. <laughs> I should have stayed silent. I should have stayed silent. Look, at least 10 managed to speak to someone, Mel. On the Today Show, they spoke instead to... Onions are on. Bishop thought they were shallots. <laughs> Still, no one was hungrier this election than Sky News reporter Danica De Giorgio. The sausages that are available here, I just want to alert you to some of the sausage. They're not just your average white bread with a sausage in the middle. They are fancy. Cast your vote. Come and get some fruit and veg straight after. There's even French crepes, a bit of gosleme, takeaway Thai. I just enjoyed the vegan paella. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so fancy. fancy. <laughs> I'd be careful on Sky News about bad-mouthing white bread. Just as a... <laughs> doesn't feel right. The ABC had reporters standing by in all the key polling places. Both major parties are eyeing the marginal seat of Boothby. Reporter Eric Torchek joins us now. Tell us exactly where you are in Adelaide. Well, I think there's some important context, Joe, that you need to know about this live cross, which is I'm, I'm at Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con? Nerd. <laughs> Since Channel 10 were trying to compensate for a lack of reporters. All eyes will be on the battleground ultra-marginal seats tonight. We have reporters across the country covering all the key electorates. <laughs> yeah. Surely they need to send both the twins. <laughs> yeah, top, top, top right, bottom left. while. <laughs> Well, Channel 10 Mel had comprehensive coverage of the election night from a dedicated team. You can keep across all the results on our social media platforms. That's the team there, hard at work already. <laughs> Maybe we should lower the minimum wage. <laughs> our coverage was led by our expert political correspondent, Peter Van Onselen. Well, as you've already <laughs> done for us, which is fantastic. Sandra, it's... I just realised I forgot to vote. What? Anyway, doesn't matter. something around them to, to remind her. In, in Peter's defence, it's an easy mistake to make, Mel. He's only a professor of politics with a PhD in political science. So, <laughs> an easy mistake to make. Can we just check back in on Anthony Green? Currently, the Greens are on track to win Richmond. Uh, no, that's not correct. <laughs> 
Nationals. <laughs> Look, it was a successful election night in the regions for the Nationals. And no one knows regional people like Barnaby Joyce. Because I know how regional people work. It's ripple on a pond. You ring them up and say, who are you voting for? They go, and who are you? Oh, I just want to know your private details. OK, well, my name is Genghis Khan and I'm voting for the Communist Party. Good night. <laughs> into improv classes. <laughs> That's how he gets out of child support as well. <laughs> What's an older reference? Genghis Khan or that as a mobile? <laughs> uh, elections are also about smart, sensible policies like this one from Bob Catter. I want every single boy in secondary school in Australia to have a high-powered semi-automatic rifle. <laughs> Serious killing machines. <laughs> It's the power of a good idea, isn't it? Sounds <laughs> very Genghis Khan to me, doesn't it? Let's <laughs> just go back to Bob Mel. I reckon his watch strap is a little loose. Now, if you had two <laughs> <laughs> Just a little loose. So I'm just getting word. Can we check back in on that car on Sky News? Uh, I know it feels a bit like a car chase, but <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just the excitement of an election day. Looking, look at that. Hey, not, not quite like those ones that you see in America. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. okay. So he's out of the car now. <laughs> <laughs> the new Fast and Furious is a bit shit. <laughs> Peter Overton transitioned from election host to Google Maps. That is the Sydney Harbour Bridge that the Prime Minister is crossing, so how far will he be away? Well, they're on the Carl Expressway now, yeah, and they'll so sweep down and over the Carl, the circular quay below them, and then they'll sweep up past the Conservatorium of Music and then down into the guts of the CBD, uh, technical tent, and then they will find the Fulton Hotel, and I would imagine they'll go into an underground secure car park. And and he'll be accelerating like this. <laughs> and then Actually, what more can you tell us, Pete? And our cameraman yeah. is on a motorbike. OK, great. Okay. Wonderful. The Prime Minister eventually made it to the stage to concede, and naturally the big talking point was... It was Jenny Morrison's gown from last night. There is conversations about whether it was duck egg or teal. <laughs> I think my conversation is whether her arms are more sloth or slenderman. <laughs> She, she got that dress of David Jones. She, she swept up through menswear, swept right through electrical. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be conceding that joke. <laughs> well, the people have spoken, Mel, and we move on from Prime Minister Scott Morrison, as Tracy Grimshaw did this week on A Current Affair. Thank you for your time, Prime Minister. Thanks a lot, Tracy. After the break, a much-needed change of pace. We go behind the wheel with Lexi the driving dog. So that's who was in the car. <laughs> as we unpack the week. Now, we'll be talking showbiz soon mm. with Mal Tresina, hopefully better than Tony Jones and Peter Hitchener did when they talked about the British soap EastEnders. Hey! Tony Jones, Nine News. Uh, East, EastEnders fan are you, TJ? No. Well, I feel Mitchell's been married eight times. <laughs> and there you go. Dot died a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no. No, in real life. We might go back to the election now. That might be exciting team of reporters are on the ground chatting to all the key players. We have been speaking to the voters. We spoke to uh, Minister Peter Dutton. We spoke to a toddler. He said the biggest issue for him was ice cream. Okay, right. <laughs> cross back. Uh, can we cross back to Channel 9's election coverage? It's less analysis, more flirting. Interesting, that high number of women and what that will mean for the parliament. 
Spot on, Charles. Exactly. And Julie Bishop and I were making eye contact during your discussion. <laughs> <laughs> think it means anything? <laughs> well, what about us in the ad break? Is that... Um... <laughs> I don't look at you. <laughs> I think this newly elected Greens candidate took it a step too far. That is Max Chandler Mather, so he's certainly celebrating as I if hope he has his partner. <laughs> it is too. Look, Anthony Albanese, the new PM, he was out on the campaign trail helping his Labor colleagues get elected. Say helping. Anthony Albanese has been to Benelong three times during his campaign. Has that helped your chances? Four times. Four One... times, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And once with COVID. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a massive election, Mel. Lots of rolling coverage. But to get through all that data, every network were rolling out the big guns. For Channel 7, it was, of course... This election, Seven has the edge with the most advanced tech ever seen on election night. The screen of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that advanced tech go? Liberals are really in strife in Sydney. Uh, so up on the... the uh, obviously Wentworth. Now, Alf... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Try HDMI too. <laughs> the screen of dreams did have its issues, Mel, but thankfully Channel 7 had a backup. Hugo, the oracle tortoise, has made a very interesting prediction about who will win the federal election. He started heading towards the Labor leader, but made a last-minute change and went instead just to meet up with his girlfriend, Estrella. <laughs> still trying to work out exactly what that move means. <laughs> So are we. <laughs> what kind of tortoise was it? Let's ask Tash Exelberg. Nothing sums up a six-week-long campaign as drawn out as a Galapagos tortoise. Galapagos tortoise. Oh gosh, I think I've got that wrong. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> We're still trying to work out what Tash means. <laughs> but it wasn't just Galapagos tortoises, now. <laughs> there were pig races as well. We've had Pauline Hampson. We've got Scott Morris hand. What did you call Elbow? Elbow. Elbow. Oink, oink and easy. Elbow. Oink and easy. I feel like there were other ways to go. Albornezy, you know? Hempthony Albanese? Come on! Well, they introduced a lamb, Peter Mutton, and he... <laughs> Just quickly on animals, a special mention to our good news story of the week. Good morning again. Well, the first case of monkeypox has been identified in Australia. It was spread by Anthony Apeneasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we just check in on the monkeypox press conference? <laughs> I think he's got monkey carpet burn. <laughs> new condition. Look, away from monkey pox, let's check back in on the screen of dreams. Yes. And let's have a look at... Uh, what will we look at? Actually, let's have a quick... OK, we'll go... We're just going to have a look at Kuyong, if we can. And where are we here in Melbourne? And there's Cedar Higgins and... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would take that back to JB Hi-Fi. Take it straight back. <laughs> now, Mel, we've had a look at Channel 7's screen of dreams, but excitingly, it's now time to look at our own version. <laughs> this election, 10 has the edge with the most advanced tech ever seen on election night. The screen <laughs> of Broken Dreams.
what caused the hole in our budget. <laughs> this is the screen of broken dreams. Not everyone was a winner on election night. Now I'm here. We're going to celebrate those broken dreams. Yes, it wasn't a great night for everyone, especially for Josh Frydenberg in the seat of Kuyong. And can we get an update? Kuyong, thank you so much. It's coming now. The computer. There we go, Julie. Mm. <laughs> I think she's watching something else. <laughs> i just check in on that. <laughs> well, Josh Frydenberg lost his seat and everyone was interested in his concession speech except one camera operator. I am nothing without my family. There's <laughs> <laughs> a photo finish in the pig race. <laughs> Josh was out and about with John Howard before the election with some big fans. John Howard gets called in to fly the Liberal flag every election, but the reception isn't always positive, as he learned in Hawthorne. I voted for you when I was younger. I'm voting Labor. Get you out, Josh. Sorry, not that great. Ah, oh, yeah, I think you are kidding us. I think you are kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's his carer, so not a good sign. <laughs> But this election, Mel, was a clash between the Liberals and the Teal Independents. You'll see it was in fact a setup. Simon, it was pretty disgraceful behaviour. I hope it took some paint off your off your celebrations tonight. You are looking forward to getting your full apology. Thanks, Jane. Stick it up your jumper. <laughs> Stick it up your jumper. Jokes on her, it was a T-shirt. Uh, well, Mel, this election we featured so many minor party and independent candidates. And we lost them a lot of votes. A lot of votes. Um, so, sadly, none of them got elected. If you can believe it. <laughs> so with the election done and dusted, what we did is we put together this touching tribute. Hi, I'm Tim Jerome. I'd like to introduce myself um, with a short video. As I said, I'm Tim Jerome. Okay, right. Thank you so much to the Knox Freedom family. You've just been amazing. Just uh, thought I'd do my first live. So he must have some pretty major policy updates for us. I've got a little bit of a sty in the middle. Australia United Party. Vote for Australia United Party. Vote for the One Nation people. <laughs> Cock a two. <laughs> behind me, you'll see a, a tree. Do you know One Nation's policy on taxation? Check it out here. <laughs> what he lacks in charisma, he makes up for in orange. <laughs> so much hope for change here. Closer to my name. So much hope. I think it's it. <laughs> 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 Time to get all the latest showbiz news from around the world. So would you please welcome to the desk the Chief Seat's very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. It's Mel Tracina. <laughs> Good to see you, Mel. What have you been watching this week? Okay, Bling Empire Season 2 has dropped on Netflix. It's a reality series that follows LA's wealthiest Asian and Asian Americans. These people are filthy rich. But as Christine explains, money can bring about its own issues. I was actually earning more money than he was. Money so unimpresses me. It impresses you. It impresses It actually doesn't impress me. Money doesn't impress me. Please. I didn't want to take my parents' money. I, I wanted to okay, pay that my own Okay, that is called car. stupidity. <laughs> I'll, I'll 
take your parents' money, that's fine. The, the way Netflix is going, they need her parents' money. <laughs> uh, so while the show is all about being filthy rich, it's not afraid to delve into the struggles of growing up. So our housekeepers are always Asian, so sometimes they don't really understand the American food combinations. So one time I opened up my lunch and I had a peanut butter and turkey sandwich. <laughs> so there's like almost like underlying trauma. <laughs> Having housekeepers is very traumatic, yes, indeed. That's what PTSD stands for. Post-turkey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can call the election for now. <laughs> and while we're on the topic of relatable rich people, this week on The Kardashians, we got an insight into Kim and Kanye's co-parenting and the understated way Kanye was planning to do the school pickup. Think what I'm picking the kids up for And a fire truck tomorrow? That's so cute. <laughs> Act like there's no camera. Any cameras? Well, no, this is docu-series, so you can actually talk to the cameras here. Oh, okay. In a talk for 45 minutes. Uh-oh. <laughs> now we have an insight into why they're co-parenting in the first place. <laughs> and he's going to go across the bridge and through the sea. <laughs> down into the car park. <laughs> uh, this week saw the premiere of The Celebrity Apprentice on Channel 9. It began with a rooftop cocktail party. Each of the celebrities walked in and you got the impression no one there recognised anyone else. Hello, everybody. Hello. Margaret Mullen here. <laughs> no idea. It got worse. Here we go. Here we go. Good day, guys. Oh, these two. <laughs> <laughs> these two. They were, of course, radio presenters, Will and Woody. And as a fellow radio presenter, I know what it's like to not be recognised. <laughs> I was, was going to say, these two, that'll be us at the Logies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to the final of First Dates Australia, where 22-year-old Matthew went on a date with Georgia and something about her drink choice really sparked his interest. How's it going? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yes, so lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, what are you drinking? Pornstar Martini. Pornstar? <laughs> Martini. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll have an accountant mojito. <laughs> And things only improved from there. Do you know what I love? Ice magic. Oh my god, no way! We got so much in common, it's crazy. <laughs> so much in common. Ice magic. That sounds great. <laughs> Do you not know what ice magic is? No, I don't. Ice magic, it's chocolate sauce that, once you pour it, it sets quickly. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was about drugs. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves, <laughs> uh, Over at Channel 7, the voice is just sort of filling time before they get to the grand final. You may remember last year I showed you a clip of Keith Urban trying to bond with one of his team members jumping on a jumping castle. Who could forget? Uh, we, we, don't, we, we don't remember what you showed five minutes ago. <laughs> well, Guy has a bonding strategy of his own. Let's Lynch. loosen up. Let's get Great. you in that space. All right, go. <laughs> Oh gosh, he's already got a head. You can see all 30 minutes of that scooter race. <laughs> so ice magic, it's like a chocolate sauce. Over to Big Brother, where sadly housemate Lulu was up for eviction, but thankfully she had the supportive ear of her housemates. You okay? I wanted to talk. No, I just wanted yeah. to I just wanted to talk to you guys because I still have so much to 
to give to this house and so much to prove myself. You know, every challenge is just pushing me further and yeah. further. Yeah. And is there much past the left? of him eating that pasta. He's also on 7 Plus. <laughs> uh, I have to make a confession. I'm really missing Gogglebox. It's one of my favourite shows. It finished up a few weeks ago. However, I have stumbled across the original UK version and I'm hooked. OK, so this is Pete. It's almost two years. Wow. She looks like a dinner lady. <laughs> So that's Olivia, who mm. should seriously have her own tonight show. Here she is trying to follow the plot of a daytime drama. Yeah. Do you know, I've actually been working on Nina's... Does he know about him and Karen? He knows they kissed Olivia, but he don't know no more than that. But I'd look at his little face. He... Who's Olivia? You're Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> doing in my house. <laughs> uh, I have a neighbour's update for you. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. It's important. Uh, Ten Peach are promoing the end of the show's run with a tantalising question, who leaves forever? <laughs> Isn't it all of you? <laughs> So if you thought I only watch TV as part of my role as cultural correspondent, you'd be wrong. I also went to the theatre. It was Harry Potter, but it counts. Uh, <laughs> this was the premiere of the new condensed version of the original show. It was star-studded red carpet. It was Patty Newton, Rhonda Birchmore, Tom Gleeson, myself. Uh, I wasn't allowed on the red carpet, though. So <laughs> here I am in a promo booth. <laughs> Nailed it. As, as we call it, a tenor green room. Gee, <laughs> Uh, I did manage to snap a couple of pics with some comedians. Here's me with ABC radio host Sammy J. Right. Um, one of my favourite comedians, Melanie Bracewell. Oh. Oh. She's um, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Melanie was allowed on the red carpet, however. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Mel and her partner there. Tim, you actually sent me a pic of you and your partner on the red carpet as well. A bit weird, it's my... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly photoshopped, we're smiling to get together. So, uh, any, any other photos you want to show from your camera reel? Uh, no, but if you want, you can get more on my Instagram, at Mal underscore Tresina. Uh, we should not be promoting ourselves and we should not be promoting tvweeklogiesvote.com. <laughs> on that note, would you please thank Mal Tresina? It's been a big week in the sporting world. To talk us through it, would you please welcome Mr Titus O'Reilly. Lovely to see you, Titus. It's been a massive week in sport. It, it has big sporting news this week. Ariane Titmus took out the 400 metres freestyle world record at the Australian Swimming Championships, beating Katie Ledecky's record from six years ago. And the commentators took their usual relaxed approach. Ariane Titmus is hanging on. Get there. Come on, go! She's got a world record for Ariana Titmus. 
So that's just the Australian Championship. So you need to keep something in reserve for the Olympics. <laughs> it's like this audience, you know. One day, hold something back, you might get to have you been paying attention. <laughs> It's all right. I know you're a little snarky. The Liberals lost. It's been a tough, it's been a tough week for your title. Just, just hold it in. I can't believe... No, it's Clive Palmer I haven't said bye. I, I, so I did lend him $100 million and that is looking, that is looking very poor. Uh, Justin Thomas has won his second career major after clinching the PGA Championship. It came after Mito Pereira squandered a one-shot lead on the 18th hole as he drove into the creek off the tee and made a double bogey. But he misses this, which blew it. He came third in the end. You know it's bad when your opponent is openly not able to watch. Here we are. God, if he just hit a <laughs> <laughs> That's not him, that's his opponent. Um, he would have won $2.7 million, so missing that, he missed out on $2.7 million. <laughs> Mel salary, as we call it. <laughs> do, you, do you notice the producers do that face when, during your segment? <laughs> <laughs> I do it too when I watch this back. <laughs> uh, AFL player Charlie Cameron is known for his famous motorcycle celebration. Here's what it looks like normally. By an awful entry into the Revving the motorcycle. Now, it turns out on the weekend that even imaginary motorcycles can be very dangerous. Keep your feet, you're always going to stay in the contest. <laughs> <laughs> now, luckily, he imagined a helmet just as he hit the ground. He's going to be all right. We've got to wait till the imaginary dash cam footage comes in. Everyone <laughs> know for sure. Uh, staying with the AFL, this happened on the weekend. It was a Collingwood game. After the game, fan leans down, hands him something to sign. What was it? It was a meat pie. <laughs> Still worth more than an NFT. There it is. What <laughs> <laughs> the selfie with a pie. Uh, AC Milan have won the first Italian title in 11 years for them, and it led to some very different reactions. Ciao, campioni to explain that. That was a quick cutaway to uh, he was actually watching this segment. <laughs> I was going to say, that was the noose of dreams. <laughs> he was an opposing fan, I should add, so it's good to see he didn't overreact. Uh, now, elite sport is what we're all about here, and that brings us to this. It's tram On bowling. to skittle the oh. competition. What? <laughs> this wow. is the tram championship. This is the world championships of trams. Some Melbourne tram drivers are going, and this is how much it means to them. It's a meeting of the best of the best in the tram driver world. <laughs> Paramount Plus is sport coverage. Just... Next level. He's wearing the leader's high-vis vest, so well done. You were literally on tram tracks. Like, yeah. What can you do? Like, as long as you break in time, you're in the best of the best, basically, which is as high as 1%, I'm told. Uh, Have you got any more from the championships? Or... Oh, I wish. We'll be back with... Full coverage, full rolling coverage. Yeah, Paramount Plus is going to be uh, dominating four channels dedicated just to what, that. What did you call it? Paramount Plus. I thought you said Play Around Plus. Well, that's another uh, streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about this off air. Uh, <laughs>
Let's do the whole show off air. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know I'm against mixed marriages. Uh, <laughs> but here's a clip. What a segue. <laughs> Let's work it through. We've, but... we've had four, so you know from experience. <laughs> but you know what they say, the fifth one's the charm. Uh, here's a nice clip, though, about a family. Half supports the Rangers football club and the other half supports Celtic, and it seems to work well. My husband, Alec, and my son, James, they're both Celtic, and myself and my two daughters, Grace and Darcy, are Rangers fans, so... They know that we support them and vice versa. They support us most times, as they say, but fingers crossed tomorrow they're on our, our side and not Frankfurt. I hope it's 100 and I'll do Frankfurt. OK. <laughs> well, on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Thomas Speaking of the election, Mel, why don't we have an interview with one of the candidates. He's a radio host, podcaster and children's book writer who tried to take down Liberal MP Dan Tien in the Victorian seat of Wannan. Would you please welcome to the desk Alex Dyson. Alex Dyson! <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. We know you as a podcaster, radio host, a writer, but you stood as an independent candidate in the seat of Wannan. You'd you're taking on a Liberal MP. Mm. How did you go? Look, the votes are still being counted. I did surprisingly <laughs> well. They're still coming through. I haven't conceded yet. Um, my concession card finished at the end of uni. Okay. But, um, so I, am, I am still waiting for the votes to come in. But, yeah, it was such a great experience, yeah, to be part of what was a pretty cataclysmic election, really. Did you have a wild weekend? Um, is handing out cards with your face on it wild? I mean, you've probably done that a lot for a lot of comedy festivals in the past. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get someone else to do it for me. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now, now, unlike Mel, Alex, you're in touch with real people. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel? How was the campaign on the ground where you were? Look, it was really great. Like That movement for change has been really good. I think people are really um, acknowledging the power of their votes. You know, it's, it's very easy to be disillusioned with politics, but out there talking to people, it was wonderful. Sure, you do get the odd haters. I had a dude uh, walk past and hand him a card and said, would you like to vote for me? I'm Alex Dyson, independent. He goes, no. I don't vote for idiots. So, that's democracy. Um, look, it, was, it was honestly really good and talking to people who had voted the same way their whole, whole lives, who thought there was no chance of achieving change, it was, it was a really nice weekend. So you started in radio, you've been an entertainer. Is this a slippery slope now? Are we going to see all entertainers entering politics? Are we going to see Husey on the ballot box? Like, oh, I, can't, I, I, I hope so. I hope Husey uh, goes into Parliament. Mr Speaker, Mr Speaker! Um, I'm sure that could get in there. But... Well, you're an, you're an entertainer. Entertainer. <laughs> but you're a comedian, Mel. Would you consider a tilt at politics? Um, I have yet to come to a policy position on the matter. <laughs> She's a natural. No, no, one's, She's a natural. no one's came. Um, absolutely Well, you did a good not. Ardern for a while there. You I could just did. do that and for the real thing. Politicians pretend to be someone else the, all the time, so yeah. you might as well. I crushed it. Um, you've been based uh, in, I'm not going to say this right... Warnable? Warnable, no. yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, yeah. okay, great. Mel normally gets other people to read for her. <laughs> I've got it from here, Mel. You were actually living with your dad back home. Yeah. How did that, how did that go during the campaign? Um, it's not bad. He doesn't have the internet at home. It's <laughs> difficult to run a federal campaign. Yeah. But, no, it was good. He makes a mean chilli con carne, which was great. Although, I'm not sure if anyone else has... Your dad's make, like, dad noises getting up from the chair. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we had a few. Um, you ran a great campaign, Alex, but you had a couple of unusual campaign techniques. Mm. Welcome to Wadden, where the potholes are so big, you can go for a scoop of time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, you sound so convinced in your message no, during yeah, that. No, it's <laughs> road safety I take very seriously, as yeah. you can see. But honestly, people were really happy to have someone, you know, looking into these serious issues a little bit differently. So I, I actually made a full calendar of, mm. of it. There's me in a pothole <laughs> bath. Um, I think we've got myself being uh, owning $112 an hour there. <laughs> That's actually the pothole that Ariane Titnus did the world okay. record in. <laughs> um, and so, and there it is, just topping off the day with a nightcap there. And because you didn't have internet, you had to send out these images via carrier pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old-fashioned way, exactly. Well, one of your campaign videos actually went quite viral. I think it got a million views. Here's a snippet. <laughs> yeah, piracy is a crime and automatically voting like your parents is a crime as well. Um, and I had some really nice feedback on that video. A young boy said, oh, I didn't really think about it until I saw your reels. Um, and an older lady said, um, I'm not going to vote for you, we've already got enough clowns in Canberra. And so, yeah, reaching all the demographics when it comes to that. You were out on the trail, we've got a shot of your campaign car. Mm. Amazing. Do you have to scrub that off now? <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone's got any nail polish remover that I can really get in there with a bit of a... a, a chisel, I'd be happy to, uh, to take it because Nate. it was a volunteer's car and I think they've got to roll around with my face on it for all time. <laughs> wow. yeah. The pothole should shake it off. That'll be <laughs> so, look, we know the votes are still being counted. There is a chance. There is still mm. a chance that you could win the seat. But if you don't, are you going to be campaigning next year as well? Oh, not uh. next year. <laughs> 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 These bloody election cycles, I keep closer and closer. Uh, next election, are you going to kick off a campaign in three years? Can we get the exclusive Yes. I can tell you right here tonight that um, I'm going to wait and see how we go and <laughs> I'm going to be Dave Hughes, Chief of Staff, next time. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to be getting behind Hizzy. Well, on that note, you can hear Alex on the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast podcast. Would you please thank Alex Dyson? <laughs>What's on in the warehouse? This is a segment we did last year, Mel. It's back in 2022 because a lot of viewers have been getting in touch wondering what's on, what's on in the warehouse. And look, what is on, what's on, what's on in the warehouse today? I'm so glad you asked, Mel. Well, things in the warehouse are out of control. It's mayhem here at Chemist Warehouse. It is mayhem in the warehouse. They're so out of control that they've forgotten how maths works. It really doesn't get any better than half price. You're not wrong there, Alex. <laughs> you are wrong there, Alex. It's quite a lot more than half price. <laughs> Mel, there's some good news this week in the warehouse. Are you running low on your daily vitamins? If so, I've got some great news for you. You could die. <laughs> great news. And that was... <laughs> great 
to have it back, Mel, before we go to the big story this week. Finally, your hair. Oh. We <laughs> 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 not get to this earlier? No idea. Um, the Cannes Film Festival kicked off and Richard Wilkins seemed a little too excited about one part. Fashion has been big and colourful. We've had a nude protester, thank goodness for that, and jets. <laughs> jets. Thank goodness for that. Well, things got even more intense on Today Extra. Hi, Sarah. Good morning to you. I tell you, this is a situation I never, ever thought I would find myself in, in bed with Mitch and Mark from the block. I don't know how this is going to go, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. <laughs> we can't play the rest of that clip. <laughs> to technology news yes. now and to this unfortunately named high school. The future of agriculture is taking off. Students from ISIS High School took over the controls this morning, learning to fly Aptek drones. They've come a long way since Al Qaeda Garden. Staying with technology and to a big robotics competition in the US. The Horizon High School robotics team was up for the challenge. ABC7's Will Heron learns more from the Scorpions who competed against the world. Tomo arigato, Mr. Robotto. No, no, not like that. Much more cool. Well, we'll see you next week right here in the GT.